Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey guys, welcome in. It's Watt Harris here on the Panther Rants podcast. It's uh, Monday... I'm on my way in, actually. I had to take my kid to the orthodontist to get his uh, braces looked at. Top it all off, I had my appointment wrong. It was the right day, but the wrong time. But they took me early, thank God. And now I'm just working out the whole doctor's note thing because they forgot to give me that, and I wasn't even thinking. I just wanted to get out of there, and I was still half asleep. So, it's Monday after the first uh, installment of uh, March Madness, the first weekend. And it's been a wild one. I mean, we had, you know, the left, the, the one, one side of the bracket actually has been demolished. And I think mostly everybody's brackets have pretty much been demolished as well. Unless you, uh, you took the safe conservative route, which was pick Duke for the most part. You know, pick Duke or Villanova if you took that route because it was probably the most safest route you could have done. I mean, starting off, I mean, for starters, we had a one seed lose to a 16 seed for the first time ever. And uh, I had UVA. Initially, I was going to have them go to the Final Four, but I after the, uh, the issue with the... Um, their uh, six man being going, I figured they would, um, you know, I figured they would at least get to Elite Eight and lose, uh, lose to Sean Miller, which is the most, which is another hilarious part of this whole thing. They just, um, they really just choked, and it was a bad choke. It was a horrible choke for the most part. Because, uh, you know, I remember when Pitt was a 16 seed, I mean, a first one seed for the first time ever. And that was 2008, 2009. They struggled in their opening game against a 16 seed at East Tennessee State. But eventually Pitt woke up and then pulled away at the end. And of course, I remember Greg Doyle called us the worst one seed ever. At least that's how you phrased it. But <clears throat> UVA just uh, they didn't, you know, nothing was working from that day. It was like you know, like quicksand, like on uh, that movie uh, Replacements, where uh, Shane Falco says it's like quicksand. When you think you think one thing is going good. And then one thing, one bad thing happens, then another, then another, and you try to dig yourself out, but no matter what happens, 
bad things happen, keep happening, like quicksand. And that's pretty much what it was for them. It was like quicksand. And not to mention UMBC kept nailing all their shots. And I mean, he, I mean, Bob Bennett handled that graciously as, as he could. I mean, despite what happened, UV had a really good year. They, it just, to me, I think they were like, they were, they were number one overall and they probably just couldn't handle the pressure. But I think it was, but I think that pressure was that bad. I mean, it's just a game. But yeah, it was. It was one of those things where UMBC was just nailing their shots, and that was that. Nothing was just working for UVA. Anything. And I thought UVA's offense was a lot better than this, because they, they always remind me of the old pit teams. But this was just this was just bad, right? This was just bad basketball. So then on the next uh, part of it, we always have, we also, we always have, um, Loyola Chicago, ugh, sorry, Loyola Chicago is in a Sweet 16, I had to beat Miami because I didn't see Miami ever, I didn't see Miami ever, um, I haven't, I didn't see them ever beating Loyola Chicago, I figured if there was, if there was one upset, it was, it was this one. I didn't think Lola Chicago would beat Tennessee in the next round. I mean, they just... They've had a hell of a tournament. It's been, I mean... Freddie Major, they've had a hell of a tournament. This has been great. And that game also went down to the wire. But they, they pulled it off. Let's get to, uh, you got Nevada's coach, they're in the Sweet 16 as well, and their coach's post-game celebration has been funny. You know, he's cursed and won, I guess, the, I guess the, uh, the second, you know, the game they won the next time around, which, which we'll get to. He just took his shirt off. Yeah, he walked in with his shirt off and they were dumping, you know, they were celebrating. But I think the second time around, the cameras, I guess, decided not to, uh, <laughs> Hope he, you know, try to catch him cursing with his players. But, um, that was a horrible, uh, weekend for Cincinnati in general because you had Cincinnati choking that lead away against Nevada. Well, it looked like they were just imposing their will and then they fell apart. <clears throat> then he had Xavier who just, same thing, I mean... Florida State just hung around that game, and I know Xavier going too far in my bracket. I mean, they're the they're, they play in the Big East. They're, you know, Chris Max is a hell of a coach, but to me, the Big East is just Villanova and whoever else. And you and until the you know you can't convince me otherwise. 
until some other teams step up. But overall, it's, just, it's Villanova. There are some decent teams, I mean, but until I, until I proved otherwise, it's just still Villanova and everybody else. And that's how it always will be. I mean, I mean the AAC will always be UConn and everybody else, but UConn sucks. But really, there's nobody else in the AAC that's gone farther in the Sweet 16 than UConn has since that league's been together. And, of course, we get to Arizona, and, well, this is part of the whole pick, pick coaching thing. Arizona completely fell apart in the opening round game. You know, Sean Miller, to me, it was like, well, you know, for him, that scene where I in blue chips where Nick Nolte just sits down, and he's looking at his players, and you hear the echoes of the words of, the, of stuff they were saying in the, in the early in the movie about when he paid and this and that. That's that moment Sean Miller was having with his players. Because as soon as they were posed a challenge by Buffalo, the players just gave up. I'm sure they had the I'm sure these guys had the NBA draft on their minds. That could be one thing. They really could care less. And that's the thing when you trip me sign these kind of players is trying to keep their head together for that season until they go to the draft. Because, I mean, look what Calipari's done with these guys. I mean, he signs a whole bunch of them, but and they can just throw the season away if they really wanted to, but he has them in the tournament. They're winning games, and sometimes you know he gets lucky. Maybe he wins a championship. So, when you sign those type of players, you got you know, try to keep them together. Keep their heads together. At that point, yep, in that game, they, they lost their heads. So, and they just hit the hell with it. They just, they pretty much quit on Sean Miller. So, I'm not sure where he goes from there. If anything, maybe with this loss, maybe he just gets let, lets these guys go and do a clean slate. Because he needs something. Because that was bad. I mean, it's been a bad, bad year for him. You know, until proven otherwise, a lot of it was self, self-inflicted. Uh, TCU is in a tournament. And I had TCU in the Syracuse. You know, I mean, the joke will be, obviously, Jamie, you know, did his usual early exit. Which is fine. I get it. But TCU lost her top point guard early middle of the year. And um, the fact that TCU got to the tournament without that without him was accomplishment in itself. And if they probably have him, they beat Syracuse. I figured that was going to be an evenly matched game, but I figured Syracuse would, would, would win out with their zone. And to our surprise, should be to our surprise, it's going to be another year where Syracuse being a borderline tournament team 
is now in the Sweet 16 where two years, but you know, two years before that, people said they didn't belong because you know, they lost three years, three three times a pit in one year. But um, somehow they got to the Final Four that year, and now they're in the Sweet 16, and they're they're offensively they suck. We all knew that, but their zone. The way they play and they 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 defend it so well with it so well that it gives them a chance in every game. A lot of people have Michigan State going to the tournament that year. This year, I mean, I'm sorry. Even John Rostin had them winning the, the whole thing. And poof, they killed a bunch of brackets. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, obviously there's some other surprises. Texas Tech's in the Sweet 16, which is which which surprised me. The Big 12 has four teams in the uh, Sweet 16, which is surprising because usually they flame out early. But it's still around the 16, yeah. So we'll see. You know. If, of you know, teams other than Kansas you know, step up to the plate because that's been their problem and it's always Kansas doing all the light work you know Gonzaga beats Ohio State you know Gonzaga's in the Sweet 16 Michigan with a buzzer beat over Houston and that's the thing when you don't make those free throws I mean when he missed those two free throws, I feel like something bad was going to happen because you cannot do that against a John Bayline team. They had, they had almost four seconds left. They had enough time just to drive down the court and get a shot off. Clemson meeting the Sweet 16 surprises me as well. I mean, they, they, they've been doing pretty well. They were good all this year. It just for them to get this far surprises me. Same with FSU. Leonard Hamilton always screws screws teams up, but he's got him in the uh, Sweet 16 as well, doing well there. A&M, I totally didn't expect A&M to, to beat this man on the crap out of North Carolina, but they did. You know, A&M is not really known for basketball. I mean, they've had good teams in the past, but they haven't, you know, run up on people like this before. I mean, I had North Carolina going deep in the tournament, and they just dismantled North Carolina. North Carolina, North Carolina couldn't even shoot. Remember that transfer, Cam Johnson? They brought in Cam Johnson was useless in that game. Terrible. But anyways, it was a fun it was a fun weekend for, for the most part. That's what makes college basketball so great, and the tournament so great. It's because it doesn't really because your conference affiliation is irrelevant at that point. How much how much revenue your athletic department has? How rich? How big your student body is, 
all this, all that. It's all irrelevant at that point. Everybody has a chance. And that's why you got so many blowhards, especially the media who are, who are, um, you know, the power five brass. They're all about the power five. They don't like the torment because they're used to seeing all the P5 schools dominating football. So they want to see in basketball as well. And you can't because basketball, college basketball is a much different landscape than football. And that's what makes college basketball so great. Your power conferences aren't exactly your P5s in college basketball. There's other really good, other other good, you know, you know, conferences. Big East, Atlantic Ten, are such ones to name a name a few. Excuse me. But uh, <clears throat> that's what makes it great. Now, we get to the football side of things. Not football, I'm sorry. Actually, not so much football, the pit side of things. Now, the search goes on for uh, Heather Like, for the new head coach of pit basketball. And as the tournament goes on, more names are added to to the bunch. Obviously, the top one is Denny Hurley, but I'm hearing from several people that Hurley UConn's a done deal, and that supposedly Pitt may make one last run at Hurley to uh, see if anything catches eye a little bit. My source for this, pretty much almost anybody you hear from that says they know big name boosters, pretty much. So, it could be right, or it could be totally horribly wrong. That's pretty much sums up the whole coaching search for Pitt, as far as information goes. It's very tight-lipped. So... You're gonna hear a bunch of people think they know everything, and some they don't. They don't, they don't mean to. It's just what they hear. It's not an ego, but for some who are just trying to push their Twitter, Twitter uh, followers and stuff like that, there's that. You know, for a while, I mean, we were hearing that base. You know, you know, we had one Twitter account saying that you know there was interest between Pitt and Miller the whole time, and then. All of a sudden, we hear that Pitt hasn't contacted Miller at all. But supposedly now there's contact between Pitt and Sean Miller, suppose, supposedly. What kind of contact it is, who knows? It, there may not be any contact. I mean, if we all remember a long time ago, when Richie Walsh said that Miller was on campus interviewing for the Pitt head coaching job, and, of course, an hour later, somebody, has a, somebody sends a picture of Sean Miller 
walking <laughs> through the UVA uh, at the Arizona campus. So, and I've heard that the supposed there, there is contact. Is it true? I have no idea. They're saying Shulman's come back for personal reasons, not because of not not because of the uh, investigation, but other things. But for and of course the boosters will probably will probably obviously want them. But their obstacle supposedly is Heather like. Whether or not Heather would want him back because of the package he has right now. So I'm not gonna be positive about this. I don't see him at pit at all. Like any uh, head coaching search we've had. There's been obvious coaches that we wanted, and we've obviously go for the one that no one's ever heard of. Like, for instance, the last search, a lot of names got thrown around, and of course, we end up somewhere out of nowhere, we end up with Kevin Stallings. But I've heard that Nate Oates of Buffalo is obviously another, another interested in him as well. He wouldn't be a bad pick as well. But, the, but basically almost anything you, you hear is just rumor. So whatever you're paying, I mean, if you're paying nine ninety five for insider information, it's probably garbage. So I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really rush to get a Panther Layer subscription. No offense, Chris Peak. Although Chris does great work, he has a lot of great content. But I think on this one, if you're just going for the sole purpose of basketball rumors, it's probably not a good idea. Unless you get that seven day, let's say a seven day free trial, you can just kill a free trial. Or you know, if you like premium content. Hey, go by all means go for it. So I'm not gonna you know kill I'm not gonna hurt Chris's hustle too bad by uh, to say not to go get not to subscribe to it. And of course, as I wrap up this podcast, I'm sure there'll be another hot rumor. Or Pit may have already hired their coach. Because that's how my life goes when it comes to podcasting. It's uh, you know, that type of mess. Who knows? But uh, anyways, guys, it's been a fun march so far. Enjoy the coaching search as it goes on. Let's hope Heather doesn't hire a crony like like a Chris Gent. I think it's brought up because supposedly he's a family friend of hers. But I think Heather is not gonna be able to do cronyism this time around because it won't it won't it won't go over too well. Which makes me wonder why how 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 the uh, Kevin Stallings hire got through the boosters. I mean, the Scott Bards asked for their opinion, or did he just say, "F you guys, I'm hiring him." Don't know. 
But anyways, guys, enjoy your Monday. Rest your week. I'll see you on Wednesday to talk more about March Madness and the games coming up. Hell to pit.